This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another edition of the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, John Solberg. Today, doubleheader, Sam the Cooking Guy, Sam Zion. This episode originally aired November 18th, 2014. Sam and Greg talked all things Thanksgiving leftovers. Let's get to it. Here's Sam and Greg from November 18th, 2014. It's like this. So uh, as someone who is in the food business, and you're talking to people yeah. all the time about... Uh, probably this is a huge busy time for you about how do I not screw up the turkey? Uh, I mean, do you have the the standard nuggets of wisdom for folks when yeah. they're asking? You know, organization is the most important thing you can do. It really is. If you're organized, you've figured out, you know, how many people you've got, where they're going to sit. I mean, like the little details like that are the things that like completely screw with your head at the last minute. So knowing how many people are coming, knowing where everybody's going to sit, knowing what kind of Thanksgiving you want. Do you want a completely casual one where people just go up to the kitchen counter and, and put the food on their plates and then they go sit whatever? Uh, or do you want one where everybody's sitting at a particular table? You know, it's that kind of thing. Are you doing everything yourself? Are you asking people to bring stuff? And by the way, if you're hosting Thanksgiving and you're not asking people to bring stuff, you're absolutely out of your mind. Really? Or you're, or you're Martha Stewart. Have people bring things. We've got uh, 18 people coming here for Thanksgiving. Everybody's getting a job. Some will get a minor job, like bring you know the biggest bottle of vodka you can get your hands on. And I'll tell them what kind of vodka we like and what not to buy. Yeah. Or somebody's getting wine. Uh, Peg, uh, that lives up the street, I ran into her at the supermarket today. Uh, we decided right then and there. She's making uh, the cranberry sauce that she she makes fresh with uh, lots of extra uh, citrus zest in it, which is a really good way to do it. I like and the canned she's doing stuff, dude. Green green beans with lots of really delicious crispy pancetta in it. Ooh. So that that's done. You know, yeah. my sister in law is on desserts. Somebody will be on salads because you host doesn't host doesn't mean do everything that has to be cooked that day. And it also doesn't mean you have to cook everything that day. Yeah. I think if you're going to, if you're going to make a pie from scratch, make it two or three days before any, any casserole that you have to do shit. You could do that four or five days before they're only going to get better. You know, like lasagna, everybody knows lasagna is better than next day. Yeah. And I'm not saying have lasagna for Thanksgiving dinner, but anything like that, you know, like scallop potatoes, make them the day before, get them hot in the oven, they'll bubble, they'll crisp, they'll do all the right things. But at the last minute, you're only heating them, you're not making them. All right, so great advice. Uh, Sam yeah. Zion, Sam the Cooking Guy joining me, thecookingguy.com. Of course, you can uh, watch his live web show, the samlivecast.com uh, at that website. Uh, so one of the... 
greatest things, as you said, everybody knows la, lasagna is better the second day. Even in the yeah, barbecue yeah. world, the smoke brisket, smoke uh, pulled pork, always better the second day, especially for the cook yeah. because you're bathing in the smoke and your senses get dulled. And then the Absolutely. next day you're like, wow, this tastes even better. Yeah, well, right, yeah right. you're not all hopped up on smoke. Um, the, the, one of the best things, and I was just talking with my first hour guest, how there, there's a faction of people that actually look more forward to the days after Thanksgiving than the actual meal itself. There he is. You're one of them. Because absolutely, little thing called leftovers, the sandwiches and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, well, instead of you know just the same run-of-the-mill crap that right. you're going to do, you know, right. why not have somebody on that knows what the F they're doing and will help you elevate the leftover game? And, and he, so that's and like he, it is, right? And he wasn't available tonight, so you got me. That's right. Here's there Sam, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, it's uh, how appropriate because this week on the live cast is uh, what we've called uh, elevating your Thanksgiving leftovers week, trying to make something out of them that, that maybe you wouldn't think about doing. Yeah. You know, look, you can make a turkey sandwich all day long, right? Day. And, and everybody loves that. Yep. And put stuffing in our turkey taco. But we did a couple things this week that maybe you wouldn't make. And we started off Monday's episode. And it's, it's on the livecast.com. You can go watch it. We combined turkey stuffing and mashed potatoes with some crispy bacon and some sautéed onions into really what amount to be like little crab cake size things. Yeah. We fried them in a pan with a little olive oil and a little butter. And uh, there they are. We serve them on this little uh, arugula salad that we made with a dressing that has sage in it to keep the theme going. And, and lest you think it's a sophisticated little dish, it, it is a, a super simple. You're just really just mixing everything in a bowl. But oh my God, Greg, so damn delicious and not the same thing again. Which is key. Uh, it's key. I mean, it is key, just keep it? making the same thing. I mean, you're not expanding anything. I mean, I feel like uh, Thanksgiving itself is is licensed to make the same thing again. Yeah, you're going to have Aunt Ruth's um, the standbys, all the traditional potato stuff yeah. with the little marshmallows yeah. on top, right. or, or or cousin Nancy's green bean casserole with the crispy onions and stuff like that. But let your let yourself go a little bit when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to the uh, the leftovers, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What? Uh, so that was the was that the stuffing ball? Uh, well, we did stuffing balls too. I, I can't. We frozen again, so I can't see them. So, All right. if you're looking at little round things, yeah, yeah, those are merely um, little rolled balls of stuffing that, that we've be- dipped. We've dipped in beaten egg. No, no. That with the green, uh, wait, no, no, there you go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so uh, we, you take a little bit of stuffing, you roll it in a ball in your hand, you dip it in beaten egg, and then you roll it in breadcrumbs. And then you put it on a baking sheet, and you bake it. They're crispy, they're crunchy, and who doesn't love stuffing? I mean, everybody loves stuffing. Yeah. Uh, unless you're from the South, and then you call it dressing. Same thing. Same thing. Stuff, stuffing balls, dressing balls. And, and we just take sour cream, mix it with a little hot sauce because the cool of the sour cream plays beautifully against the, the warm, hot, little uh, crispy ball. And the, the hot sauce does all the right things in the sour cream. It gives it a little heat. And I mean, it's, 
Super delicious. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john, J-O-N, at the bbqcentralshow.com. All right, so uh, let's get back to your uh, awesome uh, leftover stuff here. All right, so here's the one. The, the picture is phenomenal, by the way. Uh, but I'm interested to talk about pumpkin pancakes. Wow. So I'm going to pull that up here uh, real quick. Hold on one second. I, I am of the mind that says, nope. uh, in a pinch, I'd rather not whip out uh, the flour, the baking soda, the buttermilk, the blah, 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 blah. I keep a box of just that water pancake mix in my pantry because with it, I can do all kinds of things, not the least of which are pumpkin pancakes. And all it takes is a couple of big fat spoonfuls of pumpkin puree that comes right out of a can into just add water pumpkin uh, pancake mix. And brother, you got pancakes with pumpkin in them that are so delicious. And do you, are, do you have them sprinkled with nuts, or what's on top of that? That's pecans. Oh, pecans, right. Uh, pecans, sorry. sorry. Well, I don't know. I don't even say it. I, I speak, just learned I tonight. Did Queen's you, English. Did you know that uh, there's different types of pecans? Uh, well, I had a sense that, that, you know, there's a few different types. Uh, are you going to get all sophisticated on me? No, I just learned that tonight. By the way, uh, ready for a quick quiz show? Yes. All right. True or false? Sam, the cooking guy. We'll see about that. Yes. Yams are the same thing as sweet potatoes. True or false? False. No. What? Yams are the same thing as sweet potatoes. It's a different varietal of sweet potato. Oh, stop. Yeah, see? See, I learned that with the pecan stuff. You might want to recheck those Emmys, pal. All right, so uh, so here Just, you go. You got they're, these. They're not for technical knowledge. That's <laughs> nice. They're for good looks and award-winning personality. Of course. No, not for that either. All right, uh, so we got pumpkin pancakes. Now, here's the other thing. I am yeah. a, let me, I got to get the picture up here. You're a Benedict oh, Lord. guy. Here we go. All right. Can you, do you see that or no? No. All right, let me. Un- I'm going to freeze you and then oh, freeze you. I and- saw it. Stuffing right, omelet. Can you see it now? I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. We have made oh. in my household every year for probably the past 15 or 17 years, maybe longer, maybe 20, a stuffing omelet the morning after Thanksgiving. And it consists of a couple eggs beaten properly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't add milk. I don't add a tablespoon of water. I don't want light eggs. I want eggs the way God intended them to be. So you make a proper omelet. And, and do you know how to make a proper omelet? I mean, I'm not going to go into it well, now. Well, I sure don't. I mean, I, well, I'll tell you what I do. I beat the egg. Yeah. I do yeah. add a little milk. And okay. then I just put it in like a small skillet. Correct. Put a top on it. And then, you oh. know, let it kind of cook till it gets a little less than wet on top. I flip it over for a couple minutes, and then I put the gotcha. stuff I want in the middle. And okay, that'll it. work. I, I don't do the top thing, and then I use a spatula, and I, I gently pull away from the sides yeah. and let the uncooked stuff run behind, but it right. doesn't matter. So you get to the point where it's time to add whatever you were going to add. Yeah. And I always heat up the stuffing first. I don't want to put cold. By the time the stuffing goes in, you're pr- almost close to being done. 
So cold stuffing is not going to heat up. So heat the stuffing up. Just get a little bowl in the microwave or however you want to do it. The stuffing goes on one half of the circle of the omelets, and then you cover it. Now, go with me on this. Yeah. With Kraft American slices. <laughs> That's all I put in my omelets. There's no brie. There's no smoked cheddar. There's no <laughs> feta. There's no blue cheese. There's no Shropshire blue. It's just Kraft American slices. Yeah. And don't go crazy with it. Like a slice and a half will cover, a slice to a slice and a half will cover what you've got going in like a two-egg omelet. You just want to cover the, the stuffing. Give it a, a couple of seconds. Flip one half over the other half and let it finish cooking. I'm telling you, there is something magical about the combination of simple eggs seasoned only with salt and pepper, good stuffing or dressing as we've discussed, and the uh, Kraft American slices. It's ridiculous how good that is. Well, I think, too, uh, in, with the proliferation of all the cooking shows and access to cooking everything and, and anything anymore, yeah. that there is a, a wild sensation of the need to over-season everything that you're putting in front of you. And, uh, you know, here's something, you know, simple salt and pepper. Like for me on steak, simple salt and pepper. You don't got to go crazy That's all it. the time, right? Look, how, how many barbecue guys... Uh, pit masters, geniuses, guys that have won tons of trophies and stuff, have you talked to? And their whole uh, thing is salt and pepper. Yeah, well, I, I talked to a guy uh, two weeks ago. He's one of the, right. most, uh, one of the most prolific guys in the, in the last 10 years on the circuit. And, I mean, he does differ a little bit uh, from most, but he is as basic as it gets. He doesn't, you know, season hours and hours in advance. Uh, it's a little salt, a little pepper. And then yeah. he'll season at some point during the cook um, just for taste and stuff. But, uh, yeah, of I mean, course. just, you know, don't get so hype up on on the seasoning. I mean, taste the stuff that you're cooking, right? It, that's, that's it. You know, I think <laughs> a lot of the times, a, a lot of the time people over-season, they over sauce they over everything that it, it whatever the original protein was no longer tastes like that i like a steak to taste like a steak yeah. it's simple i don't really want it to taste like some barbecue sauce barbecue sauce is fine in a sandwich or bah, whatever that kind of thing but don't start i don't especially if it's a good piece of meat if you're putting barbecue sauce on on a good piece of meat something's wrong You've either ruined it, or you don't know how to cook. Yeah, if you're, if you're both, if you're putting it on, if you're putting it on to make it taste better, then obviously something has has gone awry in the cooking process. All right, yeah, so let me uh, let me see if I can find it here. Where is it at? Okay, this is probably it. You're probably frozen, so I'm going to re re unfreeze you. There you uh, go. Here's this. This is this has to be Thanksgiving Benedict. Wow. How gorgeous is that? Oh, my God. And I'm not sure that you can tell, but, but instead of an English muffin on yep. the bottom, that's merely a stuffing patty. Yeah. It really is. I've taken the stuffing. I've formed it into the shape of a patty. I've gotten it crisp in a nonstick pan with a little butter and olive oil. And then poach an egg. And clearly, there's no hollandaise on that. Nope. It's, it's turkey gravy. Yeah. As it should be. I could have put a little turkey underneath that. I don't know. I'm trying to think about if I did or not. I think I did. I think that went stuffing patty, turkey, poached egg, then the uh, gravy. 
All right, so let's talk very briefly about poached egg. All right, go ahead. Uh, Learn to poach an egg. Could That's be my best advice. Could, yeah, so could be hard to to do the eggs Benedict if you don't know how to poach an egg. Is there like a, a real quick, easy way to do that? Um, or is it just well, practice? I suppose I look. I suppose the quick, easy way would be like a little, would be like a like a uh, uh, an electric poaching thing. Yeah, little cups. You plug it in. You crack the egg. But I don't think that's I, – I think learning how to poach an egg is not difficult. I need to do just a straight tutorial on that on the, on the uh, Livecast site. And you know what? That's a good, a good piece of uh, thinking there. I'm going to do that. It's really this. You get a pot of water on the stove. You bring it to a simmer, not a boil. You don't want rolling boil. You want just lightly bubbling. You add about a – two tablespoons of vinegar and the vinegar will help the egg pull together. And then you take a spoon and in a clockwise or a counterclockwise motion, you spin the water to create like just a little minor vortex in the center, right? Little cyclone thing. Yep. You've cracked an egg in a little tiny bowl. Once that little vortex, little cyclone thing is going in the middle of the pot, you just slip the egg right into the middle of that. Just let the water continue spinning around it, and in about three minutes, it will poach itself beautifully. The key is to use a slotted spoon to pick it up. If you use a slotted spoon to bring the egg up out of the water after like three-ish minutes, you can, you can poke on it, and you can see soft yellow, soft yolk inside. And if you po- push against the ends where the white are, You'll get a sense of whether there's still liquid in the white or not. And you don't want you don't want runny whites. You want a runny yolk. It's that simple. And then you just take it out and you put it on your thing. Poached eggs are so like chill. You could poach them to 95% of where you want them the day before. Really? Take them out with a slotted spoon, put them in a like a big container of icy water. And they just put that in the fridge. Then the next day when you want them, you simmer the water back again. Yeah. Take one out of the icy water. You slip it in for 45 seconds or so. Perfect poached egg. And there it is. From November 18th, 2014, Thanksgiving leftovers, Sam the Cooking Guy. If you want to hear this entire show, head on over to thebbqcentralshow.com. There will be a link in the show notes to get you right to this full episode. While you're there, be sure you subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of that show or this show again. Thanks so much for checking it out. I am your host, John Solberg, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.